The Tactical Transition Navigating the Civilian Frontier Mastering Career Strategies Sharpening Networking Tools and Creating a Successful Transition Plan Hello everyone, welcome to the Tactical Transition Podcast. We focus on our senior military leaders as they transition from their military careers into the civilian job market, covering best practices, up-to-date trends, additional resources, and tips for landing that dream job. This is episode number six, and we are so excited. Uh, I am Cindy Poe. I am an executive career coach at ESOL Seminars, and I am here today with my battle buddy, Michelle Lewis. How are you today, Michelle? I'm doing great, Cindy. Thanks. I'm very excited about this episode. I think I say that with every episode, though, don't I? I tend to say that, but, but we're always excited. It's always true. It's no, not like it's have, a line. <laughs> valuable, valuable guest speakers. And so anything that I I think that will benefit our veterans, I, I just find it exciting. So let's get this thing started. So Matt Quick is a partner success specialist with Project Management Institute, PMI, um, which is the leading professional association for project management, focusing on the U.S. public sector and leads and Matt leads its military and veteran program. Prior to joining PMI in 2022, he was a career coach and certified digital networking professional, which connected people with resources and opportunities. Matt served 25 years in the United States military, both the Army and the Marine Corps, and rose to the rank of Sergeant Major um, and led the Army's largest retention program, U.S. Army Forces Command. One of Matt's greatest professional accomplishments is creating ArmyReenlistment.com, where he's been consolidating Army career resources and delivering them at scale to users for over 20 years. The best part about Matt is he's happily married and has been for 26 years, um, and he and his lovely bride enjoy traveling around the U.S., and someday soon, they're going to be taking their travels international. So, Matt, welcome to the show. And yes, take your travels international. You definitely need to do that. Um, so uh, it's good to have you with us today. Michelle, thank you very much. And Cindy, I appreciate you, the introduction too. And that's a mouthful right there. But I, I, want, I want to speak about the armory listening thing because I've been doing this for so many years I want people to understand for almost 20 plus years, I've been providing resources and hopefully improving people's lives. So it just carried over after the right. military into now post-military career. So I'll tell you, this this has been a, quite the journey, but working with Project Management Institute, we just launched, we just, we just relaunched our website that has a lot more resources, but we'll get into that as we go, Michelle. Excellent. I'm excited to hear that. That's why we brought you on today to learn as much as we can about that. Um, Matt, as we get started, I do want to let you know that, you know, our audience is the retiring service member or the person who's gone on to that 20, 25, 30 year, though I know that a lot of the information you're, you're going to share today will benefit any transitioning veteran. But we want to focus on that group um, because we do know that um, as they are leaving the military, 
it, you know, being out of that loop uh, for for that many years, for those 20 years, they're really eager to know what's the latest, what's the up to date, what's going on with that. Um, and so before we get into that, um, one thing I want to talk to you about is Sergeant Major, one, as you were getting ready to transition out of the military, tell us a little bit about your experience and and possibly that first job. Uh, what was it successful? Did you learn anything? Um, even in a failure, was there something that you think would be beneficial that our audience um, can hear from you? I learned a ton, Michelle. And honestly, I don't even like the word Sergeant Major anymore. Oh, really? <laughs> I'll, I'll be honest because it's not who I am. It's what, it's what I was. And I love, I love at the time, not because I needed the ego, but when you walk into a room, people instantly respect the rank and they they figure, hey, this guy knows what he's talking about. Mm -hmm. Some cases is true, others it wasn't. But when it when it comes to transition, you know, a funny story. uh, I was working at uh, at Forces Command in the Army, and I was leading the program, the retention program, and I was given other programs to either build or lead. And I didn't recognize it at the time, but I was being burnt out pretty quickly. So one day I woke up in the morning. I said to my wife, I said, I think I'm going to retire. And she goes, great. When do you want to do that? I said, I'm going to tell my boss today I'm retiring. And that's what it was. So I I went to work. I I got to work. I told my team I'm retiring. I told my boss I'm retiring. And they said, can we send you anywhere? Can we do anything for you? I said, right now, I think I'm done with the military. But I didn't know why. I still loved it, but I was just done. Um, but I was done in I was done working in two months. I retired in five months. But I wow. was successful. I, nice. I I was not nervous. I was excited because for the past four or five years, I'd been planning to retire eventually. It was 30 years for me, but it wouldn't have been 25 years. But I've been paying off debt. I've been networking. I've been building a brand. So I wasn't nervous. I was excited right. to try new things. So for those that are nervous about getting out, I understand. I get it because it's a fear of the unknown. But if you plan for it, if you're excited about it, transition is truly an exciting time. I, I love that. And I'm glad you're telling folks this. What initiated you to begin that networking process? How did you know that before transitioning out? Um, you know, how did you learn uh, how to prepare for that? So when that day came and you said, okay, today's the day, um, you know, like you said, you'd already done a lot of the homework. How, how did you know to? I was raised in the military by officers. That's plain and simple. Uh, my first job in the in the army, I worked in the mail room out of the Marine Corps. Went to the mail room, so I worked by myself. But I was a mail person for the command and general staff college. I got to know a lot of gen- a lot of a uh, lot of uh, officers back there in Leavenworth. So my next job was working with a four-star uh, general in Sarajevo, General Miggs. From there, I got a I got a job in the Pentagon working with General Chinseki, the Army Chief of Staff. So I was raised by officers, so I watched what they did, and as the enlisted population just come together and did their own thing, I was trying to learn why are these officers so successful in life and after the military as well? Writing books, all this stuff, writing articles. I said, I want to do a little bit of that. So sometimes you have to brand yourself, but you got to have something to emulate. 
So right. mine, mine happened to be four-star generals that I emulated. So that helped me, I guess, level set myself for transition eventually. I, I love it. I love it. So um, what, what I love about that is it wasn't the rank you were watching. It was the success you were watching. And I think that is critical. You know, yesterday we had a conversation with a, with a gentleman and we talked about um, how some veterans struggle with the word help, uh, you know, mm -hmm. ask for help, but they don't struggle with the word mentorship. And that's exactly what I think you um, empowered yourself with is, is, is following solid, successful mentors. And now you're, you're, you yourself are, are serving, uh, serving a mentor. So on that transition, um, let me, let me see if I can capture the advice we're sharing here. Network, network, network. Is that absolutely, what I heard? <laughs> absolutely. Yes. Excellent. Excellent. Um, and, and, and Michelle network outside of your comfortable zone. Now there's a comfort zone, ooh. but there's also a comfortable zone. I'm here at my house. I'm comfortable here. I don't want to always go out, but some things make me go out, but get out of your comfortable zone and go meet people in industry. Go meet people down the street. I'm, I live in a community here and I talk with people and I, my, it, it's a conversation, but it always leads to, so what do you do? How do you make a living? Right. And we have a conversation. I'm like, I never thought about doing that. We, 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 so, we so silo ourselves in the military by what we've done, by our rank, by our MOS, our job. And we don't think about what's the possibilities on the outside. So just have those conversations with non-military people in the community, your local chamber of commerce, have the conversations. You'll be like, I can do that. Right. And that's what, that's what transitions like. So you, you mentioned my first job after the military. Um, I was, so a mentor of mine in the military says, Hey, come work with us. I want you to be a work with my company, a small company. So I, I went up to, I drove nine hours one night to, to meet the CEO. The next morning I met him. We talked about the job that he had a, had a problem with. I said, I can, I can fix that. And here's how he goes, great. Um, I want to hire you. I said, to do what? He says, well, to, to fix these problems. I said, what's, what's a job title? He goes, um, whatever you want it to be. I had just seen a LinkedIn post earlier that week. The job title was director of people and culture. I'm like, that sounds like a cool job. One day I'm going to use that. So I said to him, you know what? I think if you have a director level job, I'll be a director of, of people and culture. He goes, all right, let's do that. I said, well, how much does the job pay? He goes, how much you need? I said, um, I don't know. I just, I just threw a number out. He goes, let's do it. So as I'm driving nine hours back home, I get the offer letter, which has my title, has my salary, and I start the next day. But it's remote, so I'm cool. That I'm like, That's, this, is how, this is how life is after the military. It's not always like that. But I had a mentor that helped me network into his company. Six months later, I was, I was let go. Because March 2020 happened, COVID, everybody was let go. Right. So I wasn't in a revenue producing job, so I was let go. I get right. that. But I, I learned from that experience that it can be that easy. It's not always that easy. And communication networking is key for those jobs. Absolutely. Absolutely. Communication well. networking. I love that. It sounds difficult, but it's very easy. It's just a conversation with people. So what is? And I love when you were talking about, you know, your jobs and who you were connecting with, because that is that's all part of uh, 
that that lesson of you know your life will reflect the five people you spend the most time with you know so if you want to be if you want to be wealthy you hang around with wealthy people if you want to be smart you hang around with smart people you want to be healthy you hang around with healthy people it's it's all about whatever your goals are go find those people gravitate to them and make them your surroundings and and that may have just happened for you it was a happenstance but what a what a great happenstance uh for that so that's that's fantastic love that and years later i would i would learn that so i grew up in new york and hudson valley and i learned years later from my grandmother that she worked with she she mentioned i worked with someone in what's called central hudson which was a um energy company up in new york she worked with a someone that their son is very popular in the military. So I said, what's the name? She goes, ah, Petraeus. So I said, David Petraeus? So she, so her and Petraeus' dad worked together in the same company, Hudson Valley. Now I connect them on LinkedIn, and then we talk once in a while, but it's that kind of connecting that's, that goes way back 30, 40, 50 years ago. Networks, networks, networks. Yes. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. That's that's a great story. I love that. Um, so let's talk a little bit about uh, the projects that you're involved with right now with PMI. I'm going to tell you right off the bat, and, and we've we mentioned this before, Matt, I get asked, I would say almost, I would say 90% of the classes I stand in front of, someone will ask me, do I need to have a PMP? Is a PMP better than... MBA, you know, I get, we get asked yeah, those yeah. questions, which of course we can't answer because there's all, it's all dependent, but I would like for you to talk about the projects with the PMP and, and your feelings on that with our, our, um, soon Absolutely. to be veterans. You know, it, it's funny you mentioned the story, well, this, this is my story with PMI about two years ago, a recruiter friend reached out to me. She goes, Hey Matt, I think I have a job for you. And this is after I was laid off a second time in a different company. I said, well, what is it? You know, we're, we're friends. Just tell me. She goes, it's, it's, it's working with PMI. So I said, what, what's PMI? So she explained it. I did my research. I found out what it was. I'm like, okay, it's a, it's a nonprofit for-purpose organization. I'll, I'll check it out. So I went through nine rounds, no, went through five rounds of interviews. And I met some great people along the way. So interviewing is a great thing, great skill to have. I didn't get the job. But they hired me for another job in the company because I did so well in the interview. So that gets me to now, – now I know the culture of PMI. I was like, this is an awesome company. Let me dive in and learn more. So over the past year and a half, I've learned so much about PMI, about the PMP, about all their certifications. So people do ask me a lot, Matt, do I need my PMP? My first answer is no, you don't need your PMP. They said, well – what do I need? I said, you need to join PMI, the community. If, if you're a project professional, if you're an aspiring project professional, join the community. It's like 140 bucks a year, 10 bucks a month. I'm not good at math. 11 bucks a month. Just join the community. Give it a shot. There's also a 30-day free trial if you really want to right. check it out. But join the community, get involved, and then you'll see. The people that do that come back to me and say, Matt, I didn't. I don't think I needed the PMP, but now I want it. I'm like, because your community, the people in the jobs you're looking for, jobs you want, they're the ones that are going to mentor you to what you need. I'm, I'm not a PMP. I'm not a project manager. I'm, I'm, I'm someone that runs a military program now, 
But I want you to speak with the people in the jobs you want because they're the ones that, that, that know how to get there because they made it there. So talk to those people and I'll tell you, I've got a lot of senior officers right now, um, lieutenant colonels, colonels, hey, Matt, what can I do with my PMP? How can I get my people involved in PMP? Get it now while you're in. Use the Army's credential assistance. There is no military service obligation for using your Army CA. It used to be that way. No more. Even officers, get your PMP or your CAPM, which is an associate um, level. Get those things now while you can. And then use other resources as you get out. But if it's like the story I mentioned earlier. When I was a start major, I walked to a room with a rank on. People knew I knew what I was talking about. When you walk into a company with a PMP or a PGMP or CAPM, CAPM, they know you understand project management. They know they can trust you. So get it, apply those methodologies, and flourish in a project management career. So it sounds like even if it's not something that is a requirement of the job, it is, a, it, it is as it shows up on your resume, a validation that you know what you're doing and, and you have educated yourself in that project side, that management side, or, or whatever that certification, you know, shows you as a, as a, an educated member of, is that, is that correct? That's absolutely correct. And project management or the PMP isn't just for project managers. It can complement any skill, any industry. There are projects and I, I spent 25 years in HR. As I was getting in the military, I was, I was applying for or getting my senior PHR certification because people said, you had all those years of, of HR, get that. I realized I don't like HR. So I learned it by going through the training, but right. I, I'll tell you, not everyone needs a PMP, but I think everyone should, should at least try the CAPM. Because that gives you foundational knowledge across projects, which you can implement in any industry, any job. So that's the one to get. But if you want to be a professional, yes, get the PMP. Well, and, and Matt, forgive me of my ignorance, but what is a CAPM? Great question. So that's a certified associate in project management. Now, why do you, why do you get that first? Because that requires zero experience. It requires 23 hours of education in project management. That's all that's required. So anybody can and probably should earn their CAPM, their Certified Association Project Management, and then if they want, use that certification to easier, easily get your PMP later on. Excellent. Excellent. I love it. Just, just out of curiosity, does the PMP still require you to list all of your projects, you know, as you're, as you're, um, as you're applying uh, for the PMP, do you have to list, uh, forget what the number is for, forgive me, but I don't remember. No, no. I, yeah. You, hey, that's, that's why I'm here. Right. So I'll take right. care of that. You tell me, you tell me <laughs> what is the, I heard the only reason I say that is uh, it, I heard that the requirements had changed and I wasn't sure what that change was. So could you enlighten us to what those changes Absolutely. were? Absolutely. So, <laughs> so to be eligible to apply for the, the, uh, the PMP, you need a four-year degree and three years of project experience in the last eight years. 
and 35 hours of project management experience or of training or the CAPM. So get the CAPM earlier, you don't need 35 more hours of, of, of credits. So that's where the difference is. Zero experience needed for the CAPM, three years or, or five years without a degree in the last eight years. But here's the thing about this. People get so nervous about the PMP application because it, it could be daunting because they haven't done it before. This is why we have 300 plus chapters, PMI chapters around the world that you can join and they will help you with the PMP application. One-on-one -on -one in a class, Michelle and Cindy, it's all about community. When you leave the military, if you want to be in a great community, one of the best ones I've been associated with so far is a project management community. They're so welcoming. They make stuff easy, and they're professionals. I I've never been happier to be out of the military than right now working with the military and, and really educating them on what the project management community is all about. I love it. And I have to tell you, I know from being, you know, uh, never being in the military from but being married to the military, I've had that opportunity to work in numerous organizations. <laughs> I say the opportunity, but that just means I was a military spouse and we moved. Right. Yes. So <laughs> I had the opportunity uh, to work in numerous. And I, I have to tell you, PMI has a very strong um, uh, reputation. Um, there are some top-notch folks that I personally know that have gone through this uh, through this organization, and I love that. One thing that you said, though, that I, I think um, you know our veterans need to consider is this isn't relearning or newly learning something. You you use the term it complements their skills. Yes, um, and and I think that's very important for our veterans to realize you've already got this knowledge. Um, this is just gonna uh, just gonna sharpen the edge a little. Is that and, right? and, and this takes what you've learned in the military because there are projects all over the military. And we use in the military a more of a waterfall or predictive methodology, and where after the military is more of an agile um, methodology. But through your MDMP, through whatever you learned in the military, this just teaches you the industry standard when it comes to project management. So why? So if you want to be in the industry, you want to be a leader in the industry. Why wouldn't you want to learn? Just take your knowledge from the military, translate it into industry project management experience, right. and just kick off your career. So right. it will complement a lot of careers. But if you want this specific career in project management, earn this, and you'll realize I've been doing projects for many, many years already. <laughs> exactly. Right. Exactly. Absolutely. That strategic planning side that they think is just a military term is something that's actually completely yeah. tied to the civilian sector of the project management side. Yeah. In the so, military, people say, well, we don't deal with budgets so much, but there is there are still budgets the military you deal with. There is still, you know, you can always account for the the, the people hours you you talk about, the how much ammo costs to run a range. All that is the budgetary constraint. So don't yeah. think because you don't deal with budgets. It's still there, though. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's right. So in I, I follow you on LinkedIn. 
<laughs> I see Thank every you. post. Thank you made. very much. I have I have a notification bell for Matt Quick. He posts. Yes. <laughs> a notification for it. So, uh, so I see all of that, and you you often post about the opportunities um, through these programs for uh, the military service members to earn these. Um, uh, can you talk about that a little bit and about how they can find that, what they should be looking for in terms of that? Of course. So when I when I joined PMI, I realized how important these certifications are. And I thought back to my days in the military. I, I've led pro, programs and projects. In, in the military, program and projects are interchangeable, but it's different on the outside at the military. But I was leading programs for, for many years. I think it was like 16 years. And I always thought I was, I was pretty good at it. But I also imagine if I was actually trained in leading projects and programs, how much better I would have been and how much more efficient I would have been. So now I'm, I'm talking with leaders in the military, brigade commanders, division commanders, their, their CSMs, and saying, hey, can we get these certifications into your, let's say, your retention programs? Because they, they already offer um, time off for college, time off for tech schools. Why not offer two weeks or four weeks to go get a certification, which would benefit the service member, benefit your organization? It's a win-win. So I'm, I'm trying to take the certifications back three to five years from transition. And how do we do that? The Army, the Navy, the Air Force, the Marine Corps, they all have the COOL program. They fund certifications. Why wouldn't you use it while you're in? Uh, now, I'm, I'm not biased here, but I will tell you that the Army has the most robust program for COOL and CA. The Air Force is probably second. The Navy, Marine Corps, they pay for exams, not training, the Coast Guard is doing wonderful things right now, too. So every service pays for your credentials. And I was speaking with one of the program managers for the Army Corps CA program years ago, and they were telling me about 25% or less of people, certain words, use their cooler CA. Can you imagine 75% of people waste benefits? That's crazy. I, I, I know when my Believe husband that. was acting, he just wanted to shake some of these young service members and say, good heavens, everything is at your fingertips and you're, you know, putting your headphones on with your PlayStation. Learn this, learn this, go, go invest in this. So I easily believe that statistic and it's very sad that I do. Michelle, I was that statistic. My last 10 years, I didn't earn anything. I didn't. I went through military training because that's all I thought I, I needed. Mm -hmm. yep. If I had known about these certs, I would have got my PHR, my SPHR, the human resources one, and then my CAPM and PMP. I would have got these, but no one told us about this. Right. They, they said, hey, here's the menu, figure it out. Right. Now, now that I figured it out, I'm on a mission to teach people, these are what you should get based on what you want. Not what I want you to get, but based on what you want to do. I love that. That's exactly right. Helping them get where they want to be, not necessarily where I want them to go, but where they mm -hmm. want to go. I love it. Well, what is available for um, spouses who may want to uh, pursue this? 
So one of the best benefits we have for military spouses is Syracuse University's IVMF, Institute for Veterans Military Families, Onward to Opportunity Program, O2O. You can get, it's now I don't use the word free because that degrades the value of something, but it's a zero cost, no cost to the service member, veteran, or military spouse. You go in there, you apply for, a, there, there's, there's 19 locations all over the U.S. Just apply online for Onward Opportunity. You'll be in this class. You'll go through, for, for the cap end of the PMP, you'll go through a five-day boot camp. Then they will give you an exam voucher. You'll get the exam, take the exam, you'll pass it. My concern is not enough people are taking the exams. They go for the training. And there's, a, there's, there's something that happens in between training and exam time. And I'm figuring it out. The stress and anxiety that people have taking exams is crazy. I, I'm the same one. Cindy, I, I, I see you. That is me. I am the yeah. exact same no, one. <laughs> I, I am saying I am that in this program. I have taken the CAPM. I've taken the course. I've done the coursework. I have the book. I have have my note cards. Actually, I have them in my desk here to reference them all the time. Haven't taken the test. Okay, Cindy, I, I want to talk wanna, to me. I want to Uh oh, it's going to be a come to and Jesus I, and, moment here. And I've been <laughs> and I've been a member of PMI for three years. Uh oh. So listen, You're I'm ready to get it now, Cindy. No, see, I'm not a star major anymore. I don't do that thing. <laughs> what? What? I'm, what I'm, I want to challenge you, Cindy. I'm studying for my CAPM right now. So. Okay. I, I, I want to challenge you, you and I, let's say by September 30th of this year, that's a month and a half away, that we both take the exam. If we fail it, it's okay. We have other attempts. Right. So I want you, now I'm going to commit to this. Today on your show, I will commit to by September 30th this year, I will take the CAPM exam. I don't care if I fail it or not. I will take it though. Okay. Will you? Yes. I will I will Matt, commit to that. All right. I will you commit just to that. on Cindy's competition uh oh, yeah. gene right there. You just <laughs> you, like if you, she's like game on. If you if you throw in a double dog there, I am I'm there. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sticking my tongue to a uh, to a uh, fire hydrant though, okay? okay? All right. Not gonna happen. Oh. Uh, no, well, I Cindy, will commit to that cuz I've committed. been there we I, go. You know what? And let me tell you why I signed up for the class. Well, I, I signed up for the CAPM as opposed to the PMP because I don't have um, project management as it is as it is defined experience. I've worked with what people. Everyone always thinks a project manager is someone who works on a project. You a project has a beginning and an end. Uh, it's a done. I don't have individual little projects. So I thought, well, the CAPM, and I did it the same time my husband was getting his PMP. So I was like, well, okay. this will be fun because we're going to study together anyway because I quiz him. I mean, shoot, I helped him get through jump master school. So I can, I know everything about how to be a jump master because I quizzed him on everything. So we, so when he goes through his PMP, I'm going through it too. And so I said, well, I'll just look at the CAPM. I did all the class. It was 36 hours of class time, I think it was, 30, something like that, 32 hours Probably. maybe of, of class time. I've done the class. I have the book. I have the notes. I've taken everything. I understand the philosophy. I understand that. Never took the test. 
just why? never took the test. I have, I could not tell you why other than just a lack of commitment to get there and do it and sign up for that test. It's just a lack of commitment. That's 100%. Well, I'll own it. I'll own it now, 100%. I'm, yeah, but I ask I will, questions and I find I, out that. I have that. a stress of test taking. I, I, I will tell you right now, I feel like I know um, information, but then when you say you're going to sit down and take a test, my anxiety level, like, oh my goodness, just the, the, the stress of that. So I, 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 I can tell you what mine would be. So, you know. So there's, there's two options that so you can take it at home, but they're, they're both monitored. Take it at yeah. home. But that one seems to me very difficult because you got to clear your desk. You got to show proof that you're clearing that yeah. you can't. That's how my husband took his. So I'm going to go was, to a, yeah. a test center to see how yeah. it is. I want to see that too. I have no distractions. So my reasoning for going through a CAPM is to learn how people feel going through it. I don't need a CAPM, nice. but I'm, I know it would help me out, but it would also help me explain to people yeah. why you should do this. And, and PMI has a great new study hall app called Study Hall, and it, it, it reduces or eliminates test stress and anxiety. We learn apps now. So they have that app. It, it's, it costs like $30, $40, but it, I'm hearing it That'd every well day. People love that. Yes. If it, if it reduces stress and anxiety, that's 40 bucks well spent, I think. Exactly. Exactly. I'm going to have to look into that now. See, you've got my Temper. my interest peaked. I think since I'm accepting a challenge, I think we should give Michelle a challenge, Matt. I'm down with that. <laughs> what we got? Uh, uh, well, I am I think... looking right now. I'll be honest. During this podcast, I am looking at the PMI website and figuring out which which um, PMP certification class I could start as I'm looking at these dates and good heavens, you guys have multiple dates. So nobody can say that there wasn't an availability time. So I just want to re reinforce that with the audience as well. Um, so I guess I'll think about that. <laughs> we have some amazing authorized training partners that teach classes on our behalf. You can also do a self online self-paced one by yourself but i prefer the boot camp style stuff because i can ask questions i can really right. dive down they can explain things that i'll understand i like so, that interaction yeah I, i'm i'm yeah feeling that. yeah yeah i did the so i did the self-paced i did the self-paced study where i just had it because i needed it to be that because we were when I started doing it, we were over in the UK and so I'm on a different time zone. And of course. I just was like, I was like, you know what? I just need to do it at my pace. And, and so that's what I did. And I love that. It was great instructor, good information. Anytime I had questions, it was the organization's amazing. I love to go in and just look at uh, the class, yeah. you, you know, as a member, you know, and once you have your certification and you can speak to this a little bit, you have to keep up that certification. It's not, you know, you have to continue with your credits and stuff and, uh, as a matter of fact, Joe just finished up his last couple of hours because I forget how many hours you have to to have uh, for those credits. But just to go in and take some of those those classes and listen to some of those things are just amazing. So it's the community that you're talking about. It's the community. community right? Yes, that that's that's one of my my responsibilities here with PMI is is really advocacy for the profession, which I'm doing that ease of use the processes to to get in here all that and community i know that a lot of i would say eight out of ten people in the military lead projects in some way or another so why not just 
transitional skills to the civilian sector, and that's what people are doing. So those three things, advocacy, ease of use, and community, that's what I'm about here, PMI. Love and, it. and it's also about the language, too, because like you're saying, they're doing it. They're already doing the the task. They're already being that project manager, but understanding the, the language that if they're going into a, if they want to pursue a project management job or a role as a as a director or assistant director over projects or programs, understanding the language that's used, you know, when you talk about, um, you know, the, the processes and the steps in project management, understanding the, the language that's used is sometimes half the battle of getting an employer to feel comfortable that you know what you're, what you're doing. And that's what that, that PMP or the CAPM does. They know you know the language because you learned it mm -hmm. enough to get that certification. And you have access to the Project Management Book of Knowledge, the PMBOK. This is your Army Regulation, your Marine Corps Order. This is, this is the guidebook, Book of Knowledge, that all project professionals use on a daily basis. They, 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 can, they can create a project from, from start to finish. So we, we, they have those things, and that was, that's one of the highlights of my membership PMI is to have that Book of Knowledge to always go back to and say, okay – Here's how I can do it better. So for me, that's awesome. But besides that, Cindy, which which chapter are you involved with with PMI? Are you I, a chapter member yet? No, I'm not a chapter member yet. I am a member. Uh, you know, I'm a online. You know, like I have my membership, but I don't have a chapter, and it's a little difficult right now because I'm on the road. Of course. So so just you know, you're. I would encourage anybody if you're a PMI member to get with your local chapter. You can volunteer. We, I have, a, I have a good friend now in California, Nate Champion. He retired from the Army as a W-5. Mm -hmm. He got involved with PMI. Now he's leading their, their military outreach program. So there's plenty of opportunities to get involved and, and really be that connective tissue between the military and project management community. It's awesome. So valuable. So tell us, Matt, how does somebody get involved with this? Reach out to me on LinkedIn or go to PMI.org backslash military. That is PMI's military page, and it's a work in progress. There's a bunch of re uh, resources there. There's frequently asked questions. And then there's a chat box there that uh, apparently I run. So you can ask me a question. <laughs> Please don't overwhelm me, okay? I'm one person right now. <laughs> So when it says, hello, I'd love to chat with you. I now know who this is going to be. How funny. That's normally me, yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's fantastic. That's fantastic. Well, as we kind of come come to the, you know, come to the close on this, you've given us so much to think about, not only personally, you know, you've kind of challenged uh, each of us personally. Um, I, I, I've been sitting here as we've chatted and really gone through your website. It's a powerful website. There's several different classes that I'm sitting here thinking, huh, I wonder if I do that one or that one. And there's great opportunities, plenty of dates out there. Um, and I love that you're saying, hey, try the CAPM. And and the more I'm, I'm looking at this, I think that may be the route prior to that PMP. It gets you in the mindset, gets you in the flow, gets you thinking about it. Like Cindy said, starts to translate your language. So for a veteran transitioning out of the military, even if they don't see the need for a PMP, that CAP 
p.m. would at least allow them to kind of get more familiar with the um, the language of of the civilian companies, corporate world uh, kind of thing. So, Matt, um, I know that you have given us the the PMI uh, link. Um, how can we reach you uh, personally? I mean, I don't need your personal information, but um, how else can somebody say, I want to speak to you, Matt, quick. I want some more advice from you. Um, how would you recommend veterans reaching out to you? Please, LinkedIn. I'm okay. on LinkedIn. I'm Matt Quick, PM Champion. Now, the P, people go, is that project management? So that, that P is product, project, portfolio, and program. So whatever you need, I help you get careers in project management. That's my job these days. I love it. I and love we it. will put your, we will 100% put the link to the PMI.org uh, forward slash um, military. And we will put the link to your LinkedIn. I know it well. Just go right to my Thank topic. You. <laughs> over. Uh, absolutely. So as we are closing this out, one thing that we like to do with our guests, is kind of our thing, um, is uh, ask about a fun fact about you. I think it's, it's always nice when you're interviewing someone that the audience gets to feel like they know you a little bit more than just that professional side. So what fun fact can we learn about Matt Quick? Well, I've got a couple here. So I'm the middle child. So I, I have that syndrome. Um, I'm also a fifth generation service member and my kids have broken that, um, tradition. No. Yeah, okay. And I also served in the Marine Corps, which people don't believe because I am on my first marriage and I have no tattoos. So people say, how can you be in the Marine Corps if you have your first wife and no tattoos? But I, <laughs> oh, but I, oh, I, oh, it's man. so weird, right? But I am considering getting a tattoo soon. I like PMI's logo so much. I might get it on my arm. Oh my goodness <laughs> gracious sake. That's commitment. That is commitment. That's who right I am. There. <laughs> you know, it's so funny you say that about the Marine, you know, I own your first marriage, no tattoos and, and you smile a lot. That's what gives it for me. I'm like, when you're not a Marine. Yeah, I know. Too oh, much. I, I'm not, listen, I left the Marine Corps for a reason. I wanted to smile. <laughs> there you yeah, go. That's, that's, there you go. I have a dear friend that he is a Marine and he has the biggest smile and he gives me the best hugs I've ever seen. And I always joke with him and tell him, you're a fake Marine. You are just so kind. You are so nice. You cannot possibly be. And he says, oh, I can't believe you say that. But it is just in jest because you you, you know, as well as I do, we love all of our branches of service. Of course, um, even the Space Force. Even the Space Force, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. But when you you uh, raise your hand and offer, free will um, offer to serve our country, um, we may pick at you a little because we've been on that side. Like I said, uh, Cindy and I both grew up Army brats, very proud of that term. Um, and then Army spouses, even more proud of that term. Um, and, uh, and so we have, you know, particularly been on the Army side and we love to poke our other branches of service, but let me tell you, don't let somebody else come and poke them because that's when uh, that's when that sibling uh, protective instinct kicks. So in. true, absolutely. So 
I love I love that we jest, but we 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 do value all of our veterans, and we work with all of our veterans, and we um, encourage them to reach out to us as well as you, Matt, as they are considering in their transition um, the possibility of a leadership, a management uh, certification. And I think that you're going to give them some great advice um, on how to find that in that section. But on LinkedIn, some great advice just in transitioning in general. Um, if nothing more, just to be a mentor on on and a and a, a you know side coach cheerleader and saying re really you you're going to be able to do this. Come on over, the water is fine, and we love connecting our audience with that. So thank you for being with us this afternoon. Thank you, Michelle and Cindy, for even having this podcast and the tactical transition. I'm a huge fan now. Now I'm excited. <laughs> Love awesome. It. Well, I want to thank you so much, Matt. And uh, I will have, like I said, all the links will be in the show notes. So look for that. Uh, this was another terrific show. And I want to thank everyone for listening. We appreciate your time and we will never waste it. To our transitioning service military veterans, our focus is to bring you the aim small miss small concept and hone your focus into each transition process step. Thank you for listening. This has been the Tactical Transition Podcast. Thank you for listening. Be sure to push the follow button on our podcast and subscribe to ESELseminars.com.